This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon and a great start to your week after a very long weekend. I'm sure a lot of us wish it was a little bit longer, but we're definitely excited to get back into our productive selves. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Lots and lots to share with you today about what's happening in the UAE, but the biggest news of the week is Jitex. The technology week is taking place. It started out yesterday and it's going to be carrying out for this coming week and Ministry of Health and Prevention will be showcasing some of its latest digital health services during this week and we're going to be telling you all about it in just a few moments. But around the world, Facebook is making headlines as it plans to ban all the false claims about COVID-19 vaccines. Now, we've definitely seen Facebook and different social media platforms try their best to fight off misinformation and this is yet another initiative that Facebook is currently working on. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well because Apple has just announced some of the best apps of 2020 as we approach the beginning of 2021 and they are going to be sharing with us about 20 different applications that have helped people during COVID-19 but right here on Future Talk we're going to be giving you our best five picks. In the world of gadgets, Amazon is making headlines because they will soon be allowing users to type and chat with Alexa. So if speech is not your thing, you can now go ahead and chat with your own personal assistant. But in the world of weird tech, lots is happening as well because there is one company that has been buying people's faces and replicating their faces onto face masks. The question is, would you wear such a face mask? Sharing your thoughts with us at 4215, do it this a lot or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. Big news is happening right here in the UAE because the biggest tech event that a lot of people wait for every single year has just kicked off. Jitex Technology Week will be carried out from the 6th of December up until the 10th. So you still have some time to go ahead and catch the latest tech innovations that are taking place and are being showcased at that event. But today we're going to be talking about the Ministry of Health and Prevention actually taking part in the Jitex Technology Week. Now, Mohab has been doing a lot of advancements, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. We've seen different uh, gadgets and applications that are currently being used and that have helped the health sector tremendously being showcased at the event as well. Now, all of these uh, gadgets and applications will help reinforce the preventive aspect in the health sector. But they're also going to be incorporating smart applications into health services and they will be delivering health 
healthcare services very remotely. Now, remotely is a key aspect whenever we're talking about living in the age of coronavirus, because especially during the lockdown days, we've seen a lot of people actually go ahead and resort to e-services, resort to virtually meeting up with their healthcare practitioners instead of actually going ahead and visiting the office. And this has definitely created a big shift in the healthcare industry because we've seen a lot of people actually now prefer meeting with their doctors virtually versus going to the office physically, especially if it's a refill of a prescription or something that you don't necessarily need the doctor to go ahead and examine you for. But we're going to be giving you a few of the different gadgets and apps that the Ministry of Health and Prevention will be showcasing at Jitex Technology Week. The first, the first of all of them is linking the National Ambulance with the Emergency Department in the Ministry's hospitals. And this is actually one of the biggest projects that the Ministry will be highlighting at Jitex. Now, this will basically uh, be able to automate patient data during the transfer process so that they can go ahead and activate the electronic early warning system. So this basically means that before the patient actually arrives to the hospital, the minute that they are with the paramedics at the in the ambulance, the doctors at the healthcare facility, they will have full access to all of their information, all of their vitals, and they will be set to go the minute the patient arrives. So this will definitely increase the care that the patient will be able to receive and decrease the time needed to prepare the patient's uh, uh, services and treatments. Another project that the Ministry of Health and Prevention will be showcasing at Jitex is the Riaya application. Now, this is uh, intended to provide the necessary follow-up for COVID-19 confirmed and suspected cases through the com- through the communication between physicians and patients during isolation periods. Now, for those COVID-19 patients that are currently quarantining at home, they definitely need a doctor, especially one that is. Uh, specialized in different diseases that are easily transmitted to go ahead and check up on them. But how can you do that without necessarily constantly having to transport the patient? Applications are the solution. And this is why the Riaya application is currently being implemented by the Ministry of Health and Prevention through their telemedicine project that will help ensure the safety of community members. It will limit all the health hazards that we've been uh, seeing different countries try to avoid. And it will also save all the efforts that are currently being done commuting back and forth between hospitals and outpatient clinics. Now, the fourth project that the Ministry of Health and Prevention will be showcasing is an e-system that is currently being used for filing all of the medical and administrative complaints against private health facilities so that the customer can go ahead and follow up throughout the complaint process without necessarily having to repeat themselves over and over again. Lots and lots is currently being showcased at Jitex, so we're definitely going to be keeping you with that up to date as everything develops. But let's move on to talk a little bit about Facebook because it's making headlines once again, this time not to give it any beef, but rather in a great initiative that they are doing to go ahead and fight misinformation because they're currently banning any false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, this move will basically be expanding all of Facebook's current rules against falsehoods and conspiracy theories about the pandemic. This is not the first initiative that Facebook has launched against misinformation 
misinformation. We've seen it limiting COVID-19 misinformation through highlighting it on different posts, through alarming people that the video that they are watching contains information about COVID-19 that may or may not be true, and providing links for everyone to go ahead and get trusted information from the CDC website. But the latest move of it all has been limiting false claims and removing them about any COVID-19 vaccine, especially those that have been debunked by public health experts. Now, this is a very similar move to what YouTube has done actually earlier last week, and it's going to be expanding Facebook's current rules about falsehoods and conspiracy theories about the pandemic. This means that Facebook will actually be taking down any coronavirus misinformation that poses a risk of imminent harm. So even if the post has some form of indirect information about COVID-19 that may or not may or may not be true, they will be labeling it as could be false and reducing the distribution of all those false claims so that they cannot reach as many people as possible. Facebook did also announce in a blog post that the global policy change actually came in response to news that the COVID-19 vaccines will soon be rolling out around the world. We've seen some of the biggest drug companies, one of them being Pfizer and the other being Moderna, asking U.S. authority for emergency use uh, authorization of their vaccine candidates. Now, Britain did approve the Pfizer vaccine earlier or earlier last week actually on Wednesday jumping ahead of the rest of the world in the race to begin one of the most crucial mass inoculation programs in history but misinformation about the coronavirus vaccine can definitely cause a lot of people to refuse to take the vaccine so this is exactly why the social media platform is trying to fight misinformation in every way possible let us know have you seen any COVID-19 vaccine related posts that may or may not be true and what have you done the minute you've seen them have you shared them with family or friends which i highly don't recommend you do unless you have your facts set out send in your thoughts at 4215 do it a lot or sign into rdms at pulse 95 radio coming up world of applications is going to be taking place right here on future talk because we're going to be sharing with you some of apple's best picks for what it calls the best apps that have helped people during covid19 you're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Whenever one year is about to end and another is yet to start, a lot of us take time to reflect, to ponder on how the past year went and what are our goals for this coming year. And Apple is kind of doing the same exact thing, not with its own progress but rather with the progress of the applications that a lot of people have been downloading on different platforms their phones smartwatches ipads you name it but this is exactly why today we're going to be talking about apple's 15 shortlisted best apps for 2020 this year has definitely been a very interesting one a difficult one indeed a lot of people have been struggling during the covid 19 pandemic and this has caused them to go ahead and resort to different applications to either help them stay fit physically stay mindful and grateful for the things that they do have in life and others have been downloading applications that will help them stay on track 
specifically with students. They have been looking for different apps that would help them stay motivated even though they are learning from a distance. Now, 15 apps is too much to talk uh, to talk about in one segment. And this is exactly why right here on Future Talk, we're going to be giving you our best four picks. The first app is one that will help people encourage them to become more active physically. And the application is called Wake Out. Now, this has been one of the most downloaded apps when it comes to physical fitness applications. It's helped a lot of people stay energized. It's reduced their stress since we do know moving your body will give you some of those feel-good hormones. But it has also helped a lot of people find exercises that they can do in very limited spaces. So it comes with hundreds of exercises that you can do at your own desk different yoga postures that you don't even need to get into a workout outfit to do, um, different chair exercises. And it also has a lot of exercises that you can do uh, while working. So you don't have to actually take time out of your day to implement those exercises. The second application is one that will help you feel grateful for what you have in life. And the application is called Share the Meal. Now we all know that we do feel a lot happier when we give back to others. And this app is actually launched by the United Nations to help us do just that. Now, the United Nations World Food Program has made it very easy to go ahead and donate meals. And more than 87 million meals have actually been donated through the application Share the Meal. So it actually works very easily. All you have to do is download the application. You can choose exactly where your donation goes. So which country, which person are you helping? You'll even know the name of the person you are giving and gifting a meal to. And even though COVID-19 has challenged everyone, everyone you meet is struggling in some form of way. Some people are those that you can actually go ahead and fix their problem for, even if it is a single meal. This application is very easy to use and one of the best ways to draw a smile on someone's face. Third app for today is called Fantastical. And even though the name sounds like it would basically be fantastic to have some fun and take time off it's actually a productivity app it's a calendar and a tasks app that comes with multiple interfaces and different time zone supports so it can actually help you facilitate the meetings that you have with people even if they are in a different side of the world now this app has been a big need for a lot of people who started to work from home during the COVID-19 pandemic and many people are still working from home up until this day. What makes it special is it has an auto detection conference call feature so it can actually make remote working become a very seamless process. It's compatible with all devices so your smartwatch, your smartphone, your tablet, your personal computer and all your events and tasks on any platform will be synced on all of your devices. The last app for today's segment is one that I personally found very interesting and it will definitely keep your children attracted to their studies. It is called the Explain Everything Whiteboard, just like its name suggests. It will literally help you explain some of the most complicated topics that your kids will face during their studies because it helps you sketch, talk and share across a new language landscape digitally. So what it does is actually help you collaborate with teachers, help you collaborate with other students 
all virtually so you can still maintain social distancing. So you can go ahead and draw out, sketch out for your kids any process that they're trying to learn, whether it was mathematics, different equations, even if it was sciences, you can go ahead and sketch out whatever it is that you're trying to teach them and share these sketches with their friends, share it with their teachers if you need someone to make sure that what they are learning is correct. And it's also offering a cloud-based collaboration tool so students can actually work on projects together throughout this application. The last app is one that we definitely don't need to define, but it is one that has been specifically booming during the COVID-19 pandemic, and it is the video conferencing app Zoom. I mean, if you're not using Zoom, you're probably using Microsoft Teams. And right here in, in Pulse95, we've seen Zoom become a lifeline as we were all working from home. It has been uh, booming, especially in downloads and also revenue, because by the end of the third quarter of 2020, it had nearly 433,700 customers with more than 10 employees working uh, from this application. Let us know what has been your Lifeline app during this pandemic. Has it been a fitness app? an app that has helped you stay productive or has it been the video conferencing applications that have helped help helped us feel a little less lonely share your thoughts with us 4215 do it or sign into our dms at pulse95 radio coming up we're talking all about gadgets more specifically amazon as they allow us to type and chat with alexa you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Having a virtual assistant can definitely come in handy in a lot of situations, especially at times when you're just too tired to do the thing that you want to do on your phone on your own. You simply ask Siri or Alexa to do it for you. But what if you're in a situation, let's say a public place or in a meeting where using voice command can be very awkward. What do you do then? Well, the answer is all given to us on a plate of gold by Amazon because they are currently testing out a typing functionality for all of Alexa smart home devices. So if you're using it on an iOS device, you will be allowed as a user to send messages to Alexa by text rather than using your voice. Now, this new feature is currently being rolled out as a public preview, and it was first spotted by one of the publications that tried to check up on what is Amazon doing frequently. Now, this new feature will be available for iOS users in the Alexa Smart Home application. All you'll have to do is tap on the keyboard icon, just like you would when you're typing out on WhatsApp or iMessage or any of the social media platforms that you tend to use texting for and you'll tap on the keyboard icon on the main menu of the app so that you can go ahead and access it and you'll be able to type with Alexa seamlessly. Now, Type with Alexa will allow you to interact with the personal and virtual assistant without using your voice. So that means everything that you can currently say to Alexa and ask her to do can now be typed using your Alexa mobile app. Type with Alexa will only be available to iOS devices to begin with. However, it will slowly also be rolled out to support other uh, operating systems, and it's currently only going to be available in the US. However, as we've mentioned, as updates come, they will be available in different countries. The company did not reveal, though, when this feature will be rolled out globally or on Android, but Google Assistant already has this feature. And we've definitely seen uh, different virtual assistants become a lot more handy nowadays. At the beginning, people used to look at them like, 
who would use such a virtual assistant? Why would I ask Alexa or Siri to uh, set up my alarms or to turn on the lights for me? But as we've started seeing them become more and more integrated into our homes, a lot of people have been more interested in purchasing a smart home than the regular house because we started to realize that everything can easily be done through a single tap on an application rather than having us physically go ahead and do it. Does this increase uh, laziness? 100%. We've become very lazy as time went on. However, it's also been allowing us to free up our time to do things that require our full mental capacity. Now, the new feature, uh, as I've mentioned, will also be available in multiple languages on the Alexa app. So we're looking at German, French, Canadian, French, Japanese, uh, Spanish, U.S. Spanish, and Hindi. So they're all going to be available as well as English. So even if you don't want to use the app itself with English, you can go ahead and uh, use any of the languages that it supports. Now, looking out uh, at the different virtual assistants that we've been seeing, Amazon Alexa is one of many that a lot of people have been integrating into their own homes. Uh, you don't longer need an Echo or an Echo Dot to be able to use Amazon's voice assistant because it's available on the iOS devices so all you'll have to do is either type out to Alexa or ask her to do the things that you want for her to do through your voice let us know your thoughts do, do you have an Amazon Alexa at home how frequently do you use it and if you don't how frequently do you use Siri since a lot of us either have an iPhone or an Android device and both of them support different virtual assistants personally I typically use Siri to turn on my alarms to turn them off to stop the music to play the music again and she's been very helpful even though I do I should mention that sometimes she will keep telling me that it's just not working out or give me a moment and then kind of forgets about my request but nonetheless just like humans virtual assistants also have fallouts every now and then coming up on future talk we still have lots and lots to share with you and we're going to be talking about weird tech because i came across this company that has been buying people's faces to make realistic masks out of them by using 3d printing so imagine wearing a face mask that looks exactly like your face or the face of your loved ones. The question is, would you go ahead and uh, go for such a face mask? Let us know your thoughts, but keep Pulse95 locked because we'll be right back. This is Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. I have an interesting question for this Check This Out. Would you accept a thousand and almost 1,400 dirhams for selling your face? Not your actual face, but a copy of your face for someone to go ahead and do a face mask that looks exactly like you. It's a kind of a weird request, but I might just say yes for it simply because the face mask looks too good to not actually accept this request. The company that we're talking about actually creates 3D printed face masks with real faces on them. Yes, I'm talking an exact doppelganger of what you would look like. Now this sounds creepy, I know, but it isn't science fiction and it is actual real life and it is exactly what a researcher in Japan is planning to do. The researcher's name is Kimanya Omoto and the company is actually naming this project the face 
doesn't sound too fantastic of a name because it's actually quite basic. But the company is planning to create 3D printed face masks that look exactly like a real face. And it is actually going to be giving out 1,395 dirhams to every person who agrees to volunteer and give out a copy of his face. It is currently looking for volunteers who would offer their faces to be printed on, this, on these masks. And for every face, as I've mentioned, the person uh, who shares his face will receive uh, 1,400 dirhams. Now, Kimanyo Omoto will be selling these masks for about $750, so he'll be making a good amount of revenue from them. But the masks only have uh, the half front of the face, so they don't have the back of your head attached to them. So they do look a little bit weird when you put them on, especially if you have a very uh, small forehead, because the hairline will be showcasing throughout the face mask but it does look extremely realistic. The wearer cannot show emotions like a real person would, but it is still creepy enough to have a face mask that looks exactly like what you would. Now, Kimanyo Omoto is known to make authentic masks that depict the Japanese folklore characters for theaters. And we've definitely seen the Japanese culture have a great appreciation for face masks, especially ones that will keep the culture alive. As of right now, only applicants from Tokyo who are 20 years old or older can go ahead and apply for the project. So if you were planning to be a part of this project, unless you live in Japan, that will not be possible. These people will get a chunk of the profits if the mask with their face becomes a hit. Now a question comes to mind whenever we're looking at these face masks. Will people who are physically more attractive be given a little bit more money because their face mask will be more of a hit. Even though th this does sound like a fun and a cool idea since you can make money simply by just giving out a copy of your face, you should also understand that people could buy these masks and they could use them for bad deeds. People could be wearing these masks to hide their identities and put those with the real face in trouble. Especially because we've definitely seen a lot of shops depend on CCTV cameras and CCTV cameras are not clear enough to capture that the one wearing the mask is not the person who is actually doing the crime. So if it, if it catches your face on the mask, it may just think that you are the thief behind a certain crime. And these masks can't necessarily show emotions except that they look exactly like what you would look like. Let us know your thoughts. I would personally, I, at the beginning, I was leaning more towards going ahead and going for it because I feel like it's, it does seem a little innocent of a job. All you'll have to do is give out your face and you'll get a 3D printed face mask with your face on it. And especially during the coronavirus pandemic, I feel like if you're walking around with such a face mask, you'll look pretty cool. But at the same time, when you do think about all the privacy concerns with it, and when you look at the, cir the circumstances and the co consequences that you may be facing for wearing such a face mask, the idea just does not become as attractive anymore. Let us know your thoughts. Our text lines are open for 215-DO-IT-TO-SALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Would you accept a 1,395 dirhams for giving out a copy of your face for this researcher to create a face mask that looks exactly like you. Future Talk is coming to an end, but our shows on Pulse95 will keep you company for the rest of the day because coming up is the dream team. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be giving you all that you need to know about what's happening in the entertainment industry 
on their great show, Afternoon Karak. It'll be kicking off from 4 to 5 p.m. But you can tune in to us again, same time, same place. Future Talk will be returning from 2 to 3 p.m. tomorrow, bringing you the latest on what is happening in the tech world. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll see you next time. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.